In a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films, two voice actors set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for Mockbusters. But just one second, this is a comedy podcast. In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few short hours to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayers and Matthew Biddulph. Hello and welcome to Mockbusters episode three. Wow, Matt, three whole episodes. I know, wow. We haven't given up yet. We haven't, we haven't. We're not, we're not that fed up of each other just yet. It's really quite remarkable. Quite remarkable. Big thank you to everyone that's tuned in so far and for the feedback we've received up until this point. It's been really, really helpful for us. Yeah, it's been really good indeed. So on episode one, we had fantasy. On episode two, we had horror. So those are both out of the plot device now we can't draw those again no and it's been an exciting first two episodes hasn't it in against all the odds we we both did the same film title each time two times in a row yeah so third time's the charm currently tied at one apiece so it's all still to play for still lots of opportunity to take the crown for the season prize notwithstanding because yep. <laughs> i don't know whether we've decided what the prize is going to be yet. yeah we'll, we'll figure uh, that when it comes to it but if i win it's got to be really bloody good well, I mean, I'll see how we're sort of sitting halfway through the season, and then if you're, like, taking it by landslide, we'll probably decide there's not a prize. But, you know, we'll sort of come to that oh, I see when, how it, it is. Uh, when it happens. I see how it is. So without further ado, I suppose we should probably get onto the plot device. I suppose we so better So I'm going to be taking the first part with the genre generator. So let's give it a spin, shall we? Let's give it a spin. Okay. So this one is is more than a bit different Ooh. to what we've had so far. Okay. Do you want to hear what we've got? I do. We have the genre of documentary. Documentary. Oh, that is out there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so that could be, well, I mean, I suppose it could be like an Attenborough-style documentary. Yeah. Or it could be like a true crime, I suppose, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's quite, a, quite a wide field, isn't it, documentary? Yeah. There's a lot of scope there. There's a lot of scope there, but I suppose it could also be limited to what titles we have. So, would you like to hear what titles we've got this week, Jack? Ooh, absolutely. All Give right, it then. to me. What we got? You ready to hear what we've got, Jack? I can't wait. Title one, Silent Time. Silent Time. Silent Time. Okay. Sounds like the new Christopher Nolan film, doesn't it? Yeah. Title number two, The Dwindling Birth. The Dwindling Birth. The Dwindling Birth. Title three, Flower of Fairy. I take it that's flower as in growing plant rather than like thing you make cake of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not as in self-raising, yeah. Flower of Fairy. <laughs> oh, title four's um, interesting. So we've got a, a lovely broken one. The Slaves' Rose. The Slaves' Rose. Yeah, The Slaves' Rose. Okay. So not not 
not grammatically correct in any way, shape or form. Title number five, The Future of the Heat. The Future of the Heat. The Future of the Heat. I'm getting like a climate change vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very Al Gore, isn't it? Inconvenient Truth. The Future of the Heat. And then title number six, Thorns in the Secret. Thorns in the Secret. Thorns in the Secret. And those are the six film titles with which we have to create our trailer this week. Good. Well, I mean, we've got plenty to work with there. None of them are really jumping out at me uh, as completely obvious documentary titles. No. It's... But I suppose that's the joy of it. Yeah, it's going to be going to be an interesting one this week. Yeah, great. So I guess we'll just, uh, we'll both head off yeah. and we'll get start working on those. Yeah, great. I can't um, think of anything else to think of. We've got everything no. we need, haven't we? Hang on, what, what's that noise? What, what's, what's what noise? I, I can't... Oh! I think... Oh! Oh, it's my phone jack! Oh God! Oh, that's that, well. You you'll get you get that now. Then. Every I'll, every I'll just hang time, tight. every time. Sorry about this, mate. Right, I'll just pop it up, put it on speaker. Okay. Uh, hello. 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 It's me. Yes. It's me, Rubius Hagrid. Oh. <laughs> Keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. Oh, wicked fictional Harry Potter character, Rubius Hagrid. Oh, hey up, mate. How's it going? I'm very well, Matthew. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, Hagrid. Although Buckbeak's been giving me trouble all morning. Oh, that's classic Buckbeak, that, isn't it? So, I've been asked to call you because I've been called in as a, a wildlife specialist. All right. On this new documentary that you're working on. Well, naturally. They've basically asked me to come in and talk to you about this, uh, this wildlife documentary. Mm-hmm. So, I assume they've told you that you have to make a wildlife documentary this time? Well, actually, no, no, that's that's not correct. I wasn't aware it was a wildlife documentary, but it's it's good to know now. Well, that's uh, that's how it's going to be. You okay, have to make a wildlife so it's got to be wildlife. They, sorry about that. That's they fine. Told me they'd broken that news to you already. Okay, no, no, but it's, it's, it's thank you for relaying that on to me. <laughs> Just one small, uh, small issue though. You can't use any uh, any muggle animals. You have to use entirely fictional animals. Entirely fictional. So are these pre-existing fictional animals? No, or you have to make I've them up I've got to yourself. make them up. You have to make them up yourself, yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, I hope that's not in any way inconvenient to you. Well, I, I just mean, is, is anyone going to want to see a documentary about animals that don't exist? I just feel like it, you know, it's it's... There's so many good documentaries about there about animals that we don't know a lot about... But animals well, that don't exist. Matthew, don't, don't get a bee in your bonnet. I mean, obviously you couldn't use a bee if you wanted to do it because that exists. Oh, so I can't use real uh, insects either. No, you can't use real anything. You you have to, you have to make it all up yourself. And uh, this whole issue about it, you know, people wanting to see real animals, that sounds more like a you problem than a me problem. Yep. So uh, I I hope you enjoy your work. And I'll catch you soon. Do stop in for a visit sometime. Gee, thanks, Hagrid. I, I sure will do. Goodbye now. See ya. Nord, but don't touch that. Oh, God. Wow, that was something. <sighs> so I've got to become a uh, a fictional writer over the next two hours. Mm-hmm. It's really going to stretch my yeah. creativity this time. That's um. Yeah, but I mean, you know, some people made really good... Ricky Gervais made a great series of books doing just that. Yeah, doing flanimals, so, yeah, to be fair, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, me and Ricky Gervais are of an equal calibre, so, um, of course, it would be no yeah. problem for myself. Yeah, he's of course, he's a listener as well, so... God. Um, well, 
<laughs> oh, oh, Jack, Jack, I think I think that's your phone. No, I don't think it is actually. I... No, I'm fairly confident it's your phone. Hundred percent, not my phone. Um, n- oh, no one's calling. Oh, oh, sorry, my mistake. I think it's the rattling from your window. The the rattling from my window. Oh god, from your window. God, I, think... I should go and check that, shouldn't I? Really? Yeah, go check it. Okay. Hello? Oh God! What are you, what are you doing outside my window, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Okay. We're on the third floor. Okay, let me just open the window. I climbed up the pipe. It's very damaged now. Though you're gonna have to need to replace it. It's so wet out there. God, get. Let me get you a towel. Please. I want to use your towel. Well, you can't use my towel. I want to. Uh, what, Please. What, what, okay, why are you here? What What do you want? Uh, because I... Well, I hear you're making a new documentary. Is that correct? Yes, I'm making a new documentary, yeah. Okay, great. Well, as you know, I've been the subject of many documentaries over my career. And so I, I consider myself a bit of an expert on the matter. So, here's, here's a little stipulation for you, Jackie. So, my new stepson, he he's really begging me for a, a puppy dog... And I really don't want to buy him one because, you know, they just poo everywhere and they just can't be bothered. There's so many dog hair. So I don't care what you do the documentary about, but um, you can be subliminal. You could be really in your face about it. But um, I really want to put my stepson off the idea of having a dog. So just hammer home the message that puppy dogs are shit. That you shouldn't buy one. But I don't, I don't think they are shit and I think he should get one. Well, I do. I do, and then paying you to make the documentary, Jackie, so, you know, you do what they say. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> um, I'm really not happy about this, Arnie, I've got to say. I do not care. I do not care. I was Mr. Universe. I could do what I want. I hate dogs. I hate them so much, with the stupid faces, and, you know, I, I can't even look at your dog. He makes me feel sick. You take that back, you horrible bitch. I will not take it back. I will never take it back. I hate him. I hate all dogs. Okay, fine. I'll do my job. I'll get him to fucking dislike dogs or whatever you want me to do. But I'm not going to be happy about it. And... Well, I don't care if you're happy. I will be happy. And it's all that matters. I think you should get a dog and maybe it would cheer you up, you miserable bastard. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go ahead and jump out of the window now. Okay, please open it. Open it first. Open... Oh, Fuck's sake. Has he smashed your window? Yeah, he's just just dived headfirst out the window. Oh, typical Arnie. Well, he's always doing that. Jesus. I hope you've got insurance. Well, that is gutting. Uh, you know, as, as a big dog dog lover, I... Well, at least it doesn't have to be the main subject of the documentary. No, you know? no, that, that would have been a lot more inconvenient, yeah. Exactly, so... Okay, so we've got our... We've got our titles, we've got our genre, and we've got our outrageous demands. Right, I guess we've got to just do this, haven't we? Let's go do this. So, with the power of editing, see you in a couple of seconds. See you shortly. Welcome back to Mockbusters! So, we've been working on our trailers hard for the last couple of hours. How did you get on, Matt? God, that one was tricky. (laughs) That one was really, really tricky. Really? Yeah, I'd say I struggled more with that one than the last two weeks combined. But oh, I'm, wow. I'm relatively happy with what I've come up with. It's either going to be really good or hilariously shit. So we'll find out either way. What about yourself, Jack? How did you find it? Yeah, I 
I had a lot of fun this week. Oh, good um, for you. <laughs> well, despite Arnold Schwarzenegger's best efforts, mm-hmm. I did have a lot of fun with this week's. Thinking back on it now, though, I you might ask me when it comes around how I got to what I produced. The answer is, frankly, I don't know. Oh, that's a good sign. Well, excellent. Well, it's not about how much I enjoy it, Jack. It's about how much our guest judge enjoys it. And we've got a jolly old guest judge with us today. She trained with us at East 15. We've performed with her on various occasions. It is the inimitable Helen Potter. Hello. Hello, Helen. How are you? I'm well. I live. I live and breathe. You live Um, and breathe, and that's all anyone could ask for. I just wanted to ask quickly, Helen, what have you been up to lately? Anything uh, anything exciting during lockdown? What haven't I been up to? Sitting down, standing up, walking around, sitting down again. I am doing a few bits and bobs by, to no greater surprise than my own, really. I'm in a Shakespeare that's happening Ooh. in real life, not just on the internet. It's actually happening on a beach in Rotherhithe, which is wow. in London, a beach. So it's surprise after surprise, and I'm playing Ophelia, so... Amazing! You know. <laughs> oh, so for, so for so people who are less familiar with Shakespeare, that you're you're in Hamlet then? Did I didn't say that I was in Hamlet? So thank <laughs> She's you playing for Ophelia that exposition. In two gentlemen of Verona. <laughs> okay, so Helen Potter, you yes. join us today. Myself and Jack had to create some trailers, as is the theme of mm-hmm. the podcast. Would you like to know what we had to work with this week? No. Oh, well, oh. Well, she didn't even I'm want so, to know. Well, thank you so all for sorry. joining in this week's episode of Muttbusters. Thank you very much. Helen, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, okay, no, sorry, carry on, sorry. It's just, you gave me free will to shut anything down, so I thought I'd we start We did, that's early. on yeah. us, that's on us. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. that's also on the DL, Helen. The listeners aren't supposed to know that. That's okay, you can cut this bit out. <laughs> no, I think we'll leave it in, I like the realism. Great, carry on. So we have an in-house plot device here, which gives us a random genre and then generates six randomly allocated film titles for us to pick from. Our genre for this week, bearing in mind that week one, we had fantasy. Week two, we had horror. Week three, we had documentary. So we had to create a documentary film. Do you want to take us away with our titles, Matt? Oh yes, so Helen, the randomly generated titles we had to choose from this week were Silent Time. That's Silent Time. That's, yeah, that's, all right. Mysterious. Title number two, Mm. The Dwindling Birth. Oh, that could go in a lot of directions, all right, Mm -hmm. all right. That's how I imagine how I came into the world, to be honest. With The Dwindling Birth. A dwindling birth. A dwindling yeah. birth. Yes, it was a dwindling birth. <laughs> yeah, poor Trish. <laughs> title, title number three was Flower of Fairy. Is that flower spelt with a W? Yes, yes. So not to be confused with self-raising flower of fairy. Oh, you know, now. I'm disappointed, actually. I was hoping for a, for a wheat-based theme, but, <laughs> but carry on. <laughs> number four, this one's a bit broken. The Slaves' Rose. I'm sorry, what? Yes, the slaves's rose. The slaves's. How do yes. you how do you spell that? So that's S L A V E S apostrophe S. Oh, I see. See the problem with the plot device is occasionally he does produce slightly broken titles. Yeah. But we right. don't hold it against him. No. He's he's trying that's, his best. 
that actually makes me think that you have a machine now. I was originally definitely imagining that you had an old shoebox with some bits of paper in and you both were making a little beep, beep, boop noise when, beep, you, boop. when you took the bits of paper out. But, but now, now it's legit. Yeah, it's a proper It's machine. a living, breathing automaton, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he's got needs. He's got his own motivations in life. Uh, and his motivations wow. are to give us broken film titles, apparently. As, that's very that's very useful that his motivations are solely built around the things you needed him for. It's really initially. convenient, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, well, we did create great. him, so yeah, so in our own image, right? Title number five: The Future of the Heat. <laughs> the Gosh. future of the heat. Yeah. Okay, that's global warming. That is. Glo- we said the exact same that's thing. That's what Helen. we said. We that's said the exact said. same thing. Well, that's nice, isn't it, that we've all agreed? Yeah, we're all on the same page mm-hmm. here. The world's burning and all that. Now watch neither of us do it. Yes. Title number six, our final title to choose from, Thorns in the Secret. There's a lot of secrecy in these titles today. Mm. So we, we had our genre, Helen. We had our six film titles to choose from. And then we were happy to just go away and get it done. But then our executive producers called up. Once again... Once again, throwing a spanner in the works. Yep. Now, I suppose we should go in the same order that they called in, really. So, yeah. Matt, who was, who was your executive uh, producer? So what my do they executive want? producer is uh, the fictional Hogwarts groundskeeper. Rubius Hagrid is my executive <laughs> oh, producer. Oh, thank God. Yeah, what he's, a gem. Yeah, he's, he's broken into the film industry. He's uh, you know started on a couple of indie projects. And yeah, he, he gave me a quick call up uh, just to inform me that my documentary has to be a wildlife documentary. So um, regardless of what title I want to choose, any ideas I might have, um, it was very much vetoed to, to be a wildlife documentary. And not just that, Helen, right. wildlife that doesn't exist. Oh, brilliant. So, well, you, it's Hagrid, isn't it? You it's know, Hagrid. What, what were you expecting? Magical beasts. It's exciting. He, he, he made it clear that any real muggle animals or insects uh, were strictly forbidden. So I had to only focus on made-up animals or animals that don't exist. Well, I'm thrilled. I'm honestly thrilled about that. Oh, you'll um, be thrilled once you uh, once you see what we managed to discover. It was, whoa, mm-hmm. it was amazing. <laughs> and then as if by magic, <laughs> if you'll pardon the pun. Yeah, all right, I think we... Yeah. Jack's executive producer, Arnold Schwarzenegger, gave him a call. Oh, no, he didn't give mm-hmm. you a call, did he? He, he I believe he no, tried he... to call you, but you didn't You didn't hear your phone, did you? No. So what he did was, was climb into my house through the window. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, so he climbed in through the window, quite gracefully, I might add, and basically specified that his, his son-in-law, I believe it was his son-in-law... Son-in-law's uh, stepson, is looking. yeah. Stepson is right. looking to get a pet dog, a little puppy dog. Okay. And that he really, really hated that idea. So I had to incorporate into my trailer basically as many ways of deterring his son from getting a dog. Bad, bad-mouthing dogs, essentially. Yeah. Slagging off dogs oh, is right. what I had to do with my trailer. Well, anything for Arnie, you know. Yeah. He, he was Mr. Yeah. Universe, so... He's a treasure. Yeah. So, Helen... <laughs> With that information, whose trailer would you like to hear first? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, we're putting it on you. Yeah. Good God. Wow. I do love being in charge of things, though, I have mm-hmm. to say. And I- I'm tempted to really eke this out. You know, I know it's one choice and I could make <laughs> it really quickly. Um, but, you know, it's it's just it's lovely to be in this position. I'm, uh, I want to <laughs> thank my mum. My um 
Uh, I, I could drag that one out, you know, but I can feel yeah. it dying. I feel it dying <laughs> in my hands. Um, so I, I'm i going to go with, with Hagrid's choice. He's my G. He's my number one guy. Oh, oh yeah, me Dirty and Hagrid, dog. we go way back. There's history. There's well, of course, there. your last name's Potter. So he pro- did he get confused? Like, was that was he on his way to get Harry Potter and found you instead and was like, oh, no. H. Potter in the yellow pages. <laughs> that was a really good impression, Matt. Oh, you sh- you my sh- goodness. You should have you heard. Well, obviously, I listened to Rubius Hagrid himself earlier. So, you know, it's yeah, very fresh. Right. Yeah, of course, he was really here. <laughs> it was, he earlier, was really so. here. It was really him. I don't know why you keep saying that like that's a joke because obviously he was. He's a real man. Exactly. He's a real man. Okay, Helen, are you sitting comfortably? No, but there's nothing we can do about that. Carry on. (laughs) Then in that case, this is the trailer to my documentary. Hi there, my name is Joe Exotic. I recently escaped prison after being sentenced for 22 years because I tried to kill that bitch Carol fucking Baskin. I've smuggled myself to a mysterious island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I found some weird shit. From the producers of Tiger King. As I was swimming to the shore of this mysterious island, I got attacked by some seahorses with the heads of a fucking T-Rex. I call them C-Rexes. Don't fuck around with them. Comes a new documentary. Look over here. I call these alpacas. They're exactly the same as alpacas, but they got the faces of a barn owl. Like you've never seen before. Jesus Christ, there's a snake with udders. But beyond the extraordinary wildlife lies a mystery. The ground is spongy. The trees are like dish scrubbers. There seems to be bottles of dish soap fucking everywhere. I I gotta investigate. And Joe Exotic won't rest until he solves it. I had to fight off a pack of weird centaurs. They had the body of a horse and the top half of a crab, so you can imagine how terrifying that was. But I found a cave to recover in. And look at these drawings on the wall. It looks like an ancient tribe cleaning their pots and crockery. They drop in this shiny flower into the water. They revel in the fresh scents from the bowl and marvel at the shine of their freshly cleaned plates. If I'm not mistaken, it looks like they believe this flower is enchanted with the power of fairies. That's fucking weird. I gotta find it. Joe will make discoveries that'll shock you to the core. Shh. Look over here. I call these modders. They're exactly the same as regular otters, but they just keep repeating this company motto. Now hands that do dishes can feel as soft as your face with mild green fairy liquid. Did they say fairy liquid? Oh, shit, it all makes sense. The cave drawings, the bottles everywhere, the citric scent. The fact this island is cleaner than islands of other major or store brand islands with a gleaming shine. It's not just any flower they discovered. It's the Flower of Fairy, a Procter & Gamble product. I gotta find it. Flower of Fairy. Coming soon. Frankly, Matt, I don't know. I don't know what you had to worry about. <laughs> I, when you were saying that you found this more difficult than the last two weeks combined, I wasn't expecting such a Joe Exotic masterpiece. Oh well, that was thank good. you, thank you so much. That was um, very good. I was really anxious about this one. This was our, this is going to be really hit or miss. So, real quick, can you run us through again the animals that were featured? 
uh, in yes, that trailer. Yes, so we had we had sea rexes. Um, those mm-hmm. are seahorses with the head of a T Rex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we had owl packers. They're alpacas. They're exactly the same, but they have a face of a barn owl. Big fan. Big fan. Yes. There were centaurs, but they're not. You know, like the traditional mythical centaur, where it's half horse, half human. It was half horse, half crab. That was admittedly quite is that, terrifying. Is that for a Joe. Uh, casual drop-in of uh, scent as well, or uh, or am I reading too much? Yes, into no, that? that was definitely a deliberate decision that I I definitely <laughs> thought about earlier. Yes, yes. Sucking up to me is a good choice. Well done. <laughs> and then, of course, we also had motters, which are like otters, but instead of making those cute little sort of clicky squeaky noises, they keep repeating the brand slogan from Fairy Liquid. Um, and some yeah. other some other more crazy animals uh, that aren't in the trailer, you know, we can't show it all. Um, but those are just some of the animals that obviously you found in the trailer. Great. So I, I, I wonder, Matt, with there being quite so much fairy liquid on this island, uh-huh. I mean, do, do you go into how that came about or the origin in this documentary? Yes, we do. So basically, you know, without giving too much away, as, as you found when, when Joe found the cave drawings an ancient civilization who don't appear to be present on the island they found this this flower which they mm. believe was enchanted uh, with the magic of fairies and they used this flower when they were cleaning their crockery their 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 pots their pans all that sort of thing and just found that it had an unmistakable citrus scent with a shine and power to remove uh, stained on grease like nothing they'd ever seen before mm. so yeah i do worry about the environmental impact oh, well, yes. well so that's exactly this that's exactly it so obviously when you know we shipped out to this this island with joe exotic we just had the intentions of looking at the the crazy wildlife you know trying to discover it it was then that we found hang on there might be a bit of a conspiracy here so it all kind of went more into a sort of um, expose documentary um, and again I, I can't give away too much but it's all about <laughs> kind of revealing this this secret sort of horrible horrible thing that a certain branded product Mm -hmm. was going to and and the natural resources that were being just absolutely ravaged yeah maybe sort of uh I'm, i'm i'm not you know just playing devil's advocate but maybe consider this helen when you look at this film right um i mean why why was joe exotic you know jailed attempted Murderer chosen as the spokesperson for climate change. Yeah, uh, da- environmental is really expensive. Expense? Sorry, expensive in what sense? Because that does sound a little like you've tried to book David Attenborough for for a good time. Um, no, 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 no. It's just it's just more so. You know, we you know we would would have liked David Attenborough to go to this island that we discovered to you know look at the wildlife, but he's really expensive. Every uh, we, time just... you say that, I'm sorry. Just every time you say David Attenborough is really expensive, I just I still feel there's an edge in your voice that's suggesting we, we David Attenborough try, is an expensive. We didn't try and prostitute David Attenborough. We would never think of doing such a thing just to book him for his. Time mm-hmm. and his his expertise, his knowledge right. and his presentation his skills. Yes, yeah, he, okay. he was expensive. Well, uh, and Louis Theroux's got too much on. So, well, I mean, we all know what Mister Exotic will be doing with that money, don't we? So, oh no, he's gone back to jail now. Oh, he that's has. That's very convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's very convenient. Yeah. We we figured what was the lesser of two evils: breaking a man convicted of attempted murder out of prison, 
or exposing a corporation's abuse of an island's natural resources. You know, and then mm. we did right by it. We put him back in prison. So, do, do you think though, if if the island has been um, reasonably untouched, mm-hmm. uh, I do feel like Joe Exotic himself does bring an aura of of contamination. Um, just riddled with disease well that's why we made him swim through the ocean to get to the shores basically Mm. we kind of dropped him off the entire ocean not the entire ocean just about um, I'd say four fifths of it okay that's okay that's feasible yeah Yeah, exactly I've heard rumours that the entire native population of the island died based on Joe Exotic's no they, they were already dead they were already but, dead. See, this is my question, though, right? Because I, I do have some conspiracy theories already about this. Okay. There were some yeah. uh, there were some holes, and mm-hmm. I've been filling them, so to speak. Uh, not with David Attenborough. Oh, you know, nice, it's, nice. Yeah, let's walk away, because that man is a, is a national treasure, exactly. and I won't have him soiled. But uh, I think my number one thing is, first of all, that the cave paintings are depicting people washing pots. Yeah. Um, and usually, right, your cave paintings, they're your sort of, um, your artistic uh, cry out for, for your society's greatest achievements, most interesting yeah. events. And yeah. frankly, an island where the most interesting event is washing pots is is quite sensationally disappointing. I think as well, the fact that there are no other paintings does sort of imply to me that something Oh, there's, there's, loads, of, there's loads of other paintings. Um, I well, can't they, go they into too much detail. So. There, well, of course, we can't mention all of them in the trailer. But, for example, there was another drawing, basically, where they had managed to fashion uh, what was essentially a big, long stick with a couple of coconut tree leaves on the bottom... And they nice. used they used the flower of the fairy to create a substance that would really, really clean the cave floors like you've never seen before. So the significance of the stick there is it's it's a sort of ad it's a hoc mop. mop. It's a mop. Yeah. It is yeah. a yeah. mop. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I, sh- I I'm unfamiliar with fairy liquid being used on floors. As a floor, yeah. Well, so it's this this is what we there. what we discovered from our research was that obviously mm. there's a limited amount of flower fairy on this island. Statistically, washing up liquid sells more than mopping substances. Uh, so they right. kind of put all their eggs in the washing up liquid basket. I see. Uh, just just a wee. I mean, I'm I made notes, but um, the, the main one was there was some there was some talk of scent of smell, if you will. Yes. And yes. Uh, in in the um, in the proposition, the the scent was described as citric. Yes. Um, now, obviously, citrus applies. Mm-hmm. You know, of lemons and oranges. Yes. You know, we we all know the citrus drip. Yes. Citric um, is obviously a. a a description for a form of acid. Yes, um, and basically Joe smell. Exotic is is really thick, so you know he just mm-hmm. got the two mixed up. So it is it's applying to citrus, the, the smell of citrus, not acidic. Okay, that's just down to Joe's very limited IQ, unfortunately. Okay. The prosecution rests. All right, excellent. So what you got for us, Jackers? Well, now that we've heard your amazing Joe Exotic documentary caper, it's only right and proper. That I play you my trailer. I think so. Okay. The Miracle of Birth. A real human child. Much better than a rubbish dog. Except 
when it isn't. I started giving birth to my son Kyle 47 years ago today and I'm still giving birth now. Sandra is afflicted by a very rare condition wherein she is still giving birth to her son, her adult son, 47 years later, half in, half out. The only thing I'm grateful for is that I don't have a dog to clean up after to add to all this burden. I thank God every day. Sandra's life is incredibly difficult, attempting to manage both her own life and her son Kyle's, let alone looking after a stupid spaniel or a shitty pug. With Kyle still essentially living in my womb, it's very difficult for me to have a work or a social life, let alone help him with his rap career. All the other rappers laugh at him. In this one-off special, we follow a mother and son trying to make it in the rap world. Brought to you by FK9 Productions. A unique insight into the underground rap scene. From the most iconic up-and-coming duo. Please welcome The Dwindling Birth. inside my mother and you know what's up i ain't a baby baby i don't need no sippy cup you say it's freaky and you probably right but then you watch me come and drop the mic most every night uh-huh in a doggy dog world because dogs are violent and they will bite you comes a story like nothing you've ever seen before Never gonna stop, never gonna drop out of my mother's cervix My flow so tasty, baby, it's almost like a public service You're so dense, you're like a gold retriever Stand you on this trap door and pull the lever Now you wanna talk to mommy cause you know she bad Well just because you're well behaved don't mean no Disneyland Come on Kyle, it's time to go to bed now We've spanked every other rapper till their pants down the dwindling birth. Blood and truth. I'm wow. crying. I'm crying. Wow. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. So oh god. I have a, a I have a slight confession to make. <laughs> when I started it, I had an idea really early on, so I just set off starting making it. And it wasn't until halfway through that I realised that it was the dwindling birth, not the lingering birth. So that's can, that's yeah, why. Can you distinguish really uh, definitively here the difference between a linger and a dwindle? Well, a linger is something you know that kind of outstays its welcome, whereas yes. a dwindle is like something that like diminishes over time. Yeah. So it still kind of fits, but yeah, I, I, I will I will freely admit that that is where <laughs> where my initial idea came from, and I just rolled with it. I mean, you could say. I mean. The the subject of the documentary, I suppose, depends on their quality of life because obviously she's been giving birth for for how long? How old is he? <laughs> he's he's forty seven. Yeah. So I assume his quality of life has been depleting over the years. So I guess you could say, you know, it is a dwindling yeah. birth. It sounds quite haunting and mm. and you know quite horrible. Um. <laughs> so at what point? At, at what point? In the documentary process, did you realise that this mother and son were part of the uh, underground hip-hop scene? Um, well, I mean, 
Initially, it was meant it was meant to be you know along the lines of a Channel Four expose where we sure. looked into the the sort of day to day hardships and difficulties of a dwindling birth being uh, constantly trapped. I, I think the wording they used in the trailer was half in, half out. Wow! Uh, sure. I'll I'll let you fill in that mental picture for yourself. Well, of course, did you did you touch upon the fact that you know there is there is a a, a big figure. Um, in the hip hop scene, who has also also suffered from symptoms similar to a dwindling birth, and that is Eminem. Not a lot of people realise that you know yeah. M in M oh, gosh. refers to the you know the the right. sibling that is the still very much giving birth yeah. to. Yeah, well, right. it's um, you know, I I didn't want to touch on this because he he did ask that we be very tactical and you know targeted about the way that we bring this up, but sure, Mr. Eminem, he does feature. In the documentary, you heard one of the Dwindling Births tracks at the end there, and yes. oh, yeah. that was actually produced with guidance from Eminem based on their similar similar social wow. situ- uh, you know scenarios. It's actually kind of building on that because obviously Eminem came from this sort of background, but actually I've heard. Uh, even earlier records of this sort of thing happening. Um, and not a lot of people know this, um, but it's one of those things where it's sort of Elizabethan times, everything was spelt very differently. And now we've uh, we've dropped various letters. The word rapper exists as it does now, beginning with an R. But originally, it actually did begin with a W. And that was in reference uh, to the packaging, so to speak, that many of the artists arrived in, the... Uh, the maternal holding, as you will, was the rapper, and um, yeah, that that's that's what I've heard. That, anyway, I'm no historian. Yeah, I, rem- I remember. I remember hearing that. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that point, is Helen. quite remarkable. Thank you. Well, Miss um, Miss Sandra Sandra Crawford, Carl's mother, I am sure would probably resist being referred to as a rapper for her son. <laughs> However, this was, this was in in earlier times. Of course, women did have a very different. Yeah, uh, yeah of course, and you know, uh, it's, it's really helped with. Um, historically, hip hop has had an issue with gender equality. Sandra um, really found like she she really felt like she made leaps and bounds in that area. Um, you know, they they really made waves in the underground Birmingham rap circuits. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Jack. Some might be critical. That, that this joins in line with a bunch of very famous documentaries and uh, light entertainment programmes that are are making light of people with serious afflictions. Um, how, how would you respond to that criticism? I would say that I'm not making light at all. I would say, if anything, that I'm making dark. Um, it's it's right. The tone of this, film, um, of this film is gritty. And mm-hmm. also, I really do think that we, we have a really good chance for some serious awards this year. Right. Sure. Although, of course, you shouldn't make films for awards. You should make them, you know, to, to explore something that needs to be explored to, you know, justify causes, that sort of thing. I think the minute you start doing things for awards, you're doing them for very selfish Well, I wouldn't reasons. say that I'm and doing that's, anything that's for worth bearing in mind. an award. As, as you know, this is the story I've always wanted to tell. Ever since I was a child, this, this is Famously. the story I've always wanted to tell. You, you've, been thinking, you've been thinking of the womb... From the beginning, really, is that? Yeah, yeah. Right, um, right. Okay. You, you know, it, it was there was two alternative titles. It was either going to be the dwindling birth or the womb where it happened. So, yeah, it's 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 the elephant in the womb, isn't it? Really, it's mm-hmm. it really yeah. is. And in terms of awards, frankly, it is 
although you might not do things specifically for rewards, it is nice to be recognised for your hard endeavours. Are you not? Are you not concerned that it might clash with a very similar documentary made by Will Smith, um, Boom, Shake, Shake, Shake the Womb? Oh, God, he's got you there. They do occupy a similar niche. A similar niche. Frankly, I would say that although they bear similarity, Boom, Shake, Shake the Womb is a light um, exploration of, sure. of those themes, whereas this is much more gritty, it's much more underground, Helen, you've heard both our trailers. We're now going to take 30 seconds each Mm -hmm. to really, really convince you that our film is worth the title of Mockbuster. Who would you like to hear grovel for your judgment first? I'll I'll just go in the order I heard them, Matthew. Okay, fair enough. So that's me to start them. In that case, three, two, one. Conspiracy, a corporate meltdown a corporate meltdown even, busting open a major scandal, comedy, new wildlife, a Tropicana, things you've never seen before or never will see again. This is the documentary that is doing it all. It is breaking down barriers. It is breaking down the corporate conglomerate. And that is why you should pick mine. Time. Wow. Good use of conglomerate. Is that, was that a deliberate glam it up in there just came just came to me i'm just so passionate about sachet away very nice okay you ready to hear hear what i have to say ready as i'll ever be okay three two one okay so this film is exploring something which has never been explored before it's a dark underside of birmingham's rap (laughs) birmingham's rap scene and frankly an illness which is underexplored within the world of film uh, do you really want to to be endorsing a film uh, by a creative team that can't say the word meltdown or conglomerate? Uh, that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> Time. So I didn't have to resort to this. Hey, your thirty seconds is done, calling. mate. And your thirty seconds is done as well. I'm just saying, you know, just another thing to think about. There, I didn't have to get personal, and he made fun of my. Accent. I didn't make fun of your accent. I made fun that you stumbled on a word. Two words. Yeah, that's part of the accent. So, Helen Potter, you have to choose whose film is going home as trailer trash and who is going to win the prestigious title of Mockbuster. I think without question I have to go with my gut or more appropriately here, my womb. And I'm... I'm sorry, Matthew. It, it's got to. It's got to be Jack. Yes. Come I on. I can't believe you would let Fairy Liquid get away. So let's with just this. have the title. Uh, the, the title: The Dwindling Birth by Jack Ayers. One. Is is right. that correct? Is that correct? Well, if you're going to feed me the words, you know, I might change my mind. So so don't don't ruin this for yourself, okay? Uh, it's too late. No take backs. There's, we have a strict no take backs policy on this podcast. I don't want to get too impassioned about this, but you know, Helen, there's. There's blood on There's your hands. There's always blood on my hands. You know, letting fairy liquid get away you with You know, it. this podcast aside, I've done a lot of things I regret, so, um, you know. <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> so, there we have it. Jack takes the lead with a 2-1 there Whoa. with his latest project, The Dwindling Birth. Mm. On a serious note, Helen, thank you so much for joining us this God, week. Thank so you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Before we let you go, if you could have picked... <laughs> One of those film titles to make a film 
what would you have chosen and what would you have done with it? And it has to be a documentary, remember? Right. Well, if we're just going with instinct here, I think The Silent Time definitely calls to me. You know, I've got sort of two instincts, either The Silent Time and we go along a sort of herb vibe. You know, I I can't see the spellings. So frankly, if I want to make it about time, I will. And, uh, you know, time is a very underrepresented herb. I think, you know, rosemary... Uh, coriander basil way more prominent so it could be definitely about the oppression of time in general if not i think there's something there about you know being unable to to fart silently that's an issue i think we can all relate to those those are my initial ideas but obviously if anyone does want to move on those i would recommend contacting me directly and uh and paying me something for it okay great we'll uh we'll forward you all none of those emails okay great is there anything you would like to plug before you go, Helen? Well, when the apocalypse is over and things are open, I co-produce and I MC for a night called Art Flow's Fight Club at Vaulty Towers, which runs approximately every other month. And that's a scratch comedy cabaret night uh, centering around women and non-binary people. So, you know, great. when people are available, that happens and it's great. And you can find me on Instagram at Helen Lou, L-O-U Potter. And you can find any updates of what I'm doing in the foreseeable future. Who knows? Perhaps I shall be in a well. Mm. Speaking of socials and plugs and all that, you can find this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at MockbustersPod. And you can find us if you want to give us any feedback. Or actually, this week we were thinking about asking... If anyone is listening to this and they think they've got some funny film titles that they think we could work with, feel free to email those in at mockbusterspodcast at gmail.com and we'll feature one alongside the randomly generated films. Lovely. Well, until then, I've been Matthew Biddulph. I've been Jack Ayres. And Helen's been here as well. (laughs) Bye, Helen. I've been here. Thanks for acknowledging me. Helen's also been here. Right, until the next one. Thanks again, Helen. No worries. Ta-ra. Bye.